Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. Brought to you by GlanviaConnect.com. Well, as usual, it's Kieran O'Connor here with your weekly farming program. Once again, I have a very busy show for you. This week, on this week's program with Sally Season in full swing, we have a farm safety special in which I feature reps from Warford IFA, Community Air Ambulance, as well as Mockern Affirma. And I'll also hear from my father about his son's very serious farm accident last year and about the trauma and impact it caused. Plus, we hear about the EU's common agricultural policy cap deal being off the table as negotiators fail to strike a deal. And plus, as always, we'll have our farming calendar. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com, Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more. Well, as we discussed on last week's programme, sighted season is well underway. Well, the IFA and Road Safety Authority are calling on all cyclists, pedestrians and drivers to be conscious of this when they're on country roads. Well, Chairperson of Warford IFA, Kevin Kearsey, expects more people and indeed more machinery on the roads over the coming weeks. And he's urging the public to slow down and watch out for tractors and trailers exiting fields. Coming into the silage season, contractors and farmers will be out mowing grass and, and hauling grass back to yards on a more regular basis. The weather has been slow and grass growth has been slow over the last number of weeks. There'll be even extra pressure on farmers and contractors now to get this work done. People from rural and urban dwellings have been locked up effectively for the last couple of months. They will want to get out too, get out more on the roads, particularly on nice sunny days, sunny weekends. They like to get out, go to the beaches and go to the mountain or wherever. Come the last week, 10 days of May and in the first two weeks, three weeks of June is when you get maximum grass growth on the farms. We uh, harvest that grass and put it away for winter feed, what we call winter fodder, for silage. And that feeds the animals over the winter. So this is this is why it's a, a particularly important time of the year for farmers. And, and that's why what we call the first cut of silage. The Irish Community Air Ambulance and Mockerna Firma have launched a joint campaign to appeal to all rural communities to exercise care as activity in rural Ireland increased during the summer months. A busy silage season increased traffic on the roads and more children moving about our farms all combined to present an increased likelihood of serious accidents. Stats from the community or ambulance show the summer months are the busiest for the Helimed service with the highest number of callers during 2020 occurring in July. Well at the launch CEO of the community air ambulance Michael Sheridan said the Irish community air ambulance works in partnership with the National Ambulance Service and is within 30 minutes of flying time from any location in Munster. He also said that our crew is ready to respond to every call. We work in tandem with the National Ambulance Service, so if somebody happens to be unfortunate enough to be involved in a a farming-related accident or an accident in rural Ireland, it's road crew that come from the National Ambulance Service, but depending on the type of injury, the location, the need to go to hospital, we can be tasked as well. And we really don't want to be landing in somebody's field and bringing them or a family member to hospital. It's just being mindful and careful when you're doing something just to be sure that you've done everything you can to reduce the risk of something happening that would cause you injury or harm. While also at the launch, John Keane, President of Mockman Affirm, spoke about the importance 
of the Irish Community Air Ambulance. Being here today, it has really brought at home the importance of the Irish Community Air Ambulance Service. I think communities right across the southern half of the country are really lucky to have such a service and such a team of volunteers here who are willing to help. And I think the oncoming impending of the silage season, the pressures that there are on farmers, I think it, it's really important that safely farming and farming safety is hugely important, but also to note that, and we're hugely glad that the service is here and available to us. Well, to continue our piece on farm safety and the importance of it, and of course we're in the middle of a very important season, the silage season, with lots of activity. But earlier this week, the Irish Community Air Ambulance and Mockin Affirma launched a joint campaign to all rural communities to exercise care and activity in rural Ireland increased during the summer months. And of course, they have a fantastic service based out of Mill Street in Cork. And to discuss this, I want to talk to a man who knows at first hand about serious farm accidents. It happened last May on a farm in Capraquin, and earlier I got a chance to talk to Alan O'Connor, whose son was involved in a serious accident. First of all, Alan, thanks for coming on the programme. Yeah, thank you very much, Kieran. I'm delighted to come along when you mention anything to do with the air ambulance rescue teams. Alan, the 24th of May last year in Capraquin is a day you and your family will never forget. No, it was a, a normal... Uh, sunny Saturday morning and uh, everything was going well and Glyn, my son, went off to work. I was delighted to see him go away to work and uh, then that afternoon I got a telephone call and uh, there was a, had been an accident on the farm. Now, as you say, it was a normal day. They were actually picking stones, which which is a tough job, but the, himself and some of his uh, cohorts and friends were out picking stones on a farm, which looked a simple enough task. Yeah, it was, you know, we've all done a grew up and farm myself, so it was just literally walking along, picking stones throwing them into the front loader the tractor you don't see the dangers growing up in the farm but now looking back and I, I know it was obviously near a near fatal day for glenn so just it was a slip basically and the actual tractor the big yellow loader rolled over yeah glenn has been working and must have been too close to it slipped and tripped and yeah the tractor went over and crushed mm. crushed his whole body now we're on about this week the whole area of this irish community air ambulance and you saw it firsthand the importance of that you might just talk us through the uh, series of events from that tragic day in capital we got the phone call to say glenn had been hurt i was a couple of miles away and uh, by the time i got on site the boys who were with glenn had been on to the 999 they rang 999 and they were transferred through and they were able to pinpoint the coordinates because there's no GPS out in the fields well there is but the boys the, the system is there at the moment if you have your phone on you they'll track you and they'll find where you are and pinpoint you so by the time I got there the ambulance was en route my brother Niall who's in the local fire brigade he managed to come along with me and he could see by how serious Glyn was on the floor Glyn was squashed and coughing up blood and you know it, I didn't know how bad it was but um, Niall was able to call because he's a paramedic in the fire brigade in Capaquin he was able to say no we need the air ambulance here important it is to get to the casualty off the floor and you know to the nearest trauma center so like the series of events there obviously the importance of that and getting Glyn at that stage as quickly as possible to a to a hospital yeah it's uh, the critical hour the golden hour and we were like a good hour hour and a half from cork or waterford by regular ambulance and the paramedics you know anyone medical could see how critical it was that Glyn was removed from the field and got to the a e as quickly as possible uh, i was very much in the dark at that moment how bad Glyn was now a year on I know all his injuries and all his operations and the whole lot but yeah to get Glyn removed off that field and into A&E as quickly as possible was just vital so the air ambulance arriving out on the farm just aside Capra Quinn getting him up there did you travel with him at that stage in the ambulance? 
Yes, we are, uh, yeah, the, the medic came over and he said, look, he said, um, we're a bit low on fuel, but in hindsight, I know now, and we've had a few interviews on Nationwide, Glyn's case was used as a case study, how he's a success story. Glyn wouldn't be here today only for the, the work that these guys done. And the medic knew that Glyn was very, very critical and he just didn't want to leave the dad on the field. He said, look, Alan, I can get you on board. The, cap, the pilot said that we've enough fuel to get all of us off the ground to Cork. And we were in Cork within 13 minutes of that field. Of that um, yeah. takeoff, and that was Glyn, Glyn went into cardiac arrest, going in the doors of Cork Hospital. So he he yeah. wouldn't have met it in a regular ambulance. And obviously, the first t- twelve hours was crucial at a period there. You thought you might lose Glyn, but thankfully, there's a good ending to this story, and it's a miracle, really. When Glyn came back, he was confined to a wheelchair, took time to get back to school, and when I see him now up and walking, it's a pure miracle. A year later, yeah, totally. It's um, everything went right for Glyn from the moment of the accident. Uh, um, we 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 the ambulance was there the air ambulance got us to cork the whole cork team were there there was you know 15 20 people working on him first hour we had lost him but they got him back they saved him and by midnight they came out to myself and trassa and said look we're, we're transferring him to dublin tomorrow there's a long year ahead of him but we have a plan for operations get his spine get his uh, back in order so yeah everything went well for glenn afterwards and there's a recovery program for him but initially yeah. the first since the accident happened that that that's critical hour saved his life and saved and his as life. you say he got back to, to Blackwater College and got a great reception when he came back but the support from all his friends and everybody was crucial for him See, all this happened in the first lockdown and there was no visits allowed to the hospital at the time but the uh, occupational therapist in Cork she knew how critical it was that Glynn would get visits so all his friends and school friends and friends and family were able to come and visit him in Cork and take him out in his wheelchair over to Wilton Hospital right. and it was all good for his mental state as well as physical and of course now he's up and about you had converted the downstairs of the house for him returning you the wheelchair it's really a miracle Glenn gets physio every week outside and ring with Keane O'Connor and um, Keane is just blown away with knowing his injuries how strong he's come how quickly he's recovered and he's back on his feet Alan and just to rewind it's a fantastic story and great to have a happy ending to an accident on a farm it can happen so easily and there's guys as I mentioned the intro a lot of activity happening at stylish time what would be your advice to people out of particularly a lot of young people getting involved in helping out on the farm this summer. Uh, I work in the building trade and it's just health and safety and it's um, it's it's waking up to it. You know, you really can't be careful enough when you're around machinery, whether it is noisy, you know, it's we, we get too complacent and you just can't. Put away your phones, watch what you're doing and anyone run, working with a big machine, be have 360 vision. You need to know where everyone who's, who's near you, where they are. You need to know where all the people who should be standing near you, where they exactly they are because it's big machineries and there's, 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 there's fatal consequences. Well, Alan, it's great to talk to you year on. It's been a hectic year for yourself, Tress, and all the O'Connor family in Capricorn. But listen, we're delighted to see Glyn up and about. And thanks for taking time out to tell us that story and with a happy ending, but also give us a strong message for the young people this summer as regards machinery on farm. Thank you, Kieran. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com. Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com. Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. 
And you're welcome back to part two of Farmview. Now, before we talk to MEP Sean Kelly about negotiators failing to strike a cap deal, let's have a look at some items from our farming calendar. Turning to livestock marts, and isn't it great to see ringside buyers back again this Saturday morning at Warford Ross Mart? Cattle sales from half nine, calf sales from ten. Dungarvan Mart, bank holiday Monday, business as usual, but don't forget that calf sales now every Monday morning starting at half past ten with cattle sales from eleven. And remember, all sales are now online at livestocklive.com. And turn to our farmer markets country markets this Saturday morning Wofford Farmers Market John Robert Square also on Saturday morning we have Tremor Farmers Market Priest Road Tremor and of course on Saturday morning Strabley Farmers Market every Saturday morning from 10 until 1 Sunday busy day on farmer markets Sunday we have Lismore Farmers Market Castle Avenue Lismore running from 10 until 4 and great to have Ardmore Farmers Market just off the beach car park back up and running from last Sunday running every Sunday from 11 to 3 with huge array of products on offer Thursday it's the Dungarvan Farmers Market every Thursday mar- morning, part and parcel of Dungarvan every week is the Farmers Market, Grattan Square from 9 until 2. While on Friday mornings, great selection of product available at Dungarvan Country Markets at the Scouts Den in Abbeyside from 9 until 1. While in the city, every Friday we've offered Farmers Market in St. Olaf's Hall running from 9 until 1. One. Now Jerome from Shanakill House was on to remind us that Shanakill House Equestrian Centre Kilmac are holding their very first pony show jumping day on Bank Holiday Monday next. So great excitement for next Monday down in Shanakill, Monday the 7th, starting at 11 o'clock on Monday morning with newcomers and running all the way up throughout Monday up to 148 and 120 centimetres. So best to look to all in Kilmac on Monday. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com, Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more. Well, the cap deal or the common agricultural deal, a policy deal, is off the table. That's despite three days of talk that lasted well into the early hours of Friday morning where negotiators have been unable to strike a cap deal. So Irish farmers left to wait at least another month for an agreement on the CAP. And joining us on the line is a man with his fingers very much on the pulse and that's our Munster MEP, Sean Kelly. Sean, welcome back to our programme. Thank you very much, Ken. Nice to meet you again. As I said in the intro, three days of talks right into the early hours of Friday morning, but unfortunately unable to strike CAP deal. Are you surprised at this? Not totally, because the nature of these negotiations go down to the wire. There's a lot of grandstanding. Parliament has its position, council has its position, no no one wants to budge. So the stakes are very high because the money involved is pretty big. So they want to get their pound of flesh. So this is really part of what happens in negotiations at European level. But eventually, when they'll come back, I think they will strike a deal and they will strike it definitely before the June because the Portuguese presidency ends then and they won't want it to be says that they failed to get it across the line. So I would expect what will happen now is the sticky issues, Parliament will uh, meet separately to the Council. They will see how far they can go to compromise and probably what happened in this occasion is that the Council probably weren't willing to go any further than they had designed initially and now they probably have to go back to the table right. to see can they reach a deal and compromise a little further. Now as regards the next steps, will the farm ministers, the meeting of farm ministers, will they be involved? I know you mentioned European Council, European Parliament, European Commission. The role of the farm ministers in the next step? Mainly they will have to meet in advance and to see how far they're prepared to go to meet Parliament's demands. And then to go back then to those who are part of Portuguese, the government representing the farm ministers and then the negotiators on behalf of the Parliament and 
of course, the Commission as well. So eventually it will come back to those who were dealing with it last nice. week. And uh, of course, the ministers will have been toing and froing. We'll be in touch also with MEPs to see what's the story and how can they actually eventually get it over the mm-hmm. line, which... They have to, because if they don't, the whole thing collapses and nobody wants that. The last cap budget, Sean, was in around the $58 billion, a huge sum of money. I think it made up 39, almost 40% of the overall EU budget. What type of budget are we talking about here and what type of percentage of the overall are we talking about in this round? Well, it's a lot better than it was uh, two or three years ago or four years ago when the first figures came out, when there was going to be anything up to 15% reduction. Then by uh, negotiating and uh, making their case very strongly, the farmers' representatives got that increased. So now we're back to more or less more or less the same figures, essentially, especially if we get good co-financing at a national level. So in the overall figure, it's much the same as the last time, which it would want to be, because obviously there are, as you pointed out, there are huge demands now, and extra demands, especially in the environmental area, mm. which uh, will be costly and often don't uh, give rewards financially and that will have to be looked at so hopefully that they will reach uh, a deal that can satisfy farmers generally because I think farmers generally want to do what's right for the environment but obviously they have to make a living at the same right, time yeah. so getting those two right is the key. As someone mentioned I think over the last number number of weeks from an Irish point of view a farmer's point of view you literally have to do more to get less but that's literally the environment we're in with the whole greening and climate change and when you think of the common agricultural policy Sean set up back in the early 60s to support livelihood of farmers, improve agricultural productivity, ensure a, a, a stable supply of affordable food. Where do you feel the role of it has it become more and more important, or where do you see the role of that common agricultural policy now as we hit into 2021 20, uh, 22? Well, it's uh is more important perhaps now than ever but obviously the emphasis is no longer just on supplying affordable food the emphasis now is on doing it sustainably so the environment has come very much into the reckoning and that's understandable because uh, emissions have to be reduced worldwide in every single sector and uh, I think that uh, the farmers realise that themselves they're not looking for a free pass but they do want to get uh, help and also get rewarded for the measures they will have to take which I'm quite sure they will but uh, there are a lot of opportunities as well which could help substantially in uh, reducing emissions and helping the environment if they are properly financed and supported. And there are huge opportunities, for instance, to create uh, renewable energy on farms where you could have uh, solar panels on sheds, etc. But that again creates uh, an opportunity for governments to put in place the legislation that's necessary. And often that isn't happening so that farmers could find themselves uh, mm-hmm. investing in solar panels without being an opportunity to sell it back to the grid which is what we wanted and which I was involved in myself in the energy directive allowed to happen. The same applies to anaerobic digesters. They have a, a tremendous role to play, but again, they must be helped by proper measures, including uh, feeding feed tariffs, etc., which compensate for the what's involved. But again, there are measures which would help. And you could have one of those nearly in every parish if the will is right. So I think, uh, and then of course, you have the other point here, which uh, has been highlighted especially in recent years, uh, the, the farms generally, be it the soils or the trees or the hedgerows, act as a carbon sink. And that actually hasn't been quantified yes, yet. Yeah. So there's a, a gain there for the environment, Credits, which yeah. farmers haven't really ever been given credit for. It's only being really recognised now. But of course, it has to be quantified. And then when that's quantified, that again will change right. the balance somewhat in relation to what people say what's happening generally. Now, the eco-schemes are very much key and part of this to contribute to the climate change, protection of biodiversity 
biodiversity, improve animal health and welfare. So these four planks, these really have become key. And is, are these the areas that are causing difficulty in getting an agreement? Well, no, I think one of the big areas that's causing difficulty is the whole question of uh, convergence. Parliament has actually looked for 100% convergence. That's something we in Ireland wouldn't want. So that's a sticking point. Where they would land with that is, you know, is a huge area. But of course, we are right. Both eco schemes and so forth, they're very important. But again, we must accept that the principles behind these are absolutely correct. I mean, we have to have the water quality to the highest standards and you can't have practices that impacts negatively on water quality that's just not acceptable we have to have soil of the highest quality and indeed it has been proven especially by research by Tagusk nice. that the the better quality and the better health your style is in, the greater profit you'll make. So there are a lot of things, I think, that need to be worked out and uh, they don't have to be necessarily a drain on farming all the time. There are good will on both sides and if particularly there are good supports put in place, we can meet, I think, both uh, targets of sustainably uh, produced affordable food and also reducing emissions from agriculture overall. Now, the National Herd, and really I was surprised with the stat that I've only picked up over the last week or so, Sean, is that back in 83, our national herd was 1.5 million. In 2021, it's similar. So we're really, it's just that the cows have become more efficient, the breeding has become better, the soil nutrition has become better, the husbandry has become better. So overall, farm management, and while a lot of people are jumping up and down on this one, I think it's an area people misunderstand, and plus the huge work going on with ASAP, with the water quality, with soil nutrition, and breeding, and biodiversity. So farmers are, are tuning in and doing a lot to it, but the national herd is back where it was in 1983, 1.5 million. Yeah, and that's a significant figure. Now, I think one of the points that it should be made in relation to Ireland is okay that it's there but we shouldn't have a policy of rampant expansion into the future because that would drive up emissions. Now that was needed after the recession and agriculture played a role in getting us out of the recession and get the economy going again. We're in a different environment now so while we don't want uh, to curtail people's opportunity to make a living at the same time a national policy of uh, rampant expansion of the dairy herd in particular would not be acceptable now and I think uh, that's something that has to be recognised. Uh, we are probably reaching a peak, as you said, similar to what we had many years ago. We're obviously far more efficient now. And I think uh, once that's established, that will be very important. Because otherwise, if emissions were to go up, then eventually we'd probably be told that we'd have to reduce uh, herd numbers. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, and that wouldn't be acceptable at all, because then there'd be an almighty who's going to have to reduce their herd numbers and who's going to be able to maintain them and increase them. So we want to avoid that. I think by the, first of all, getting the cap agreed at European level and then enough flexibility for the Irish government and indeed for the other governments to look at what's required within their own area to work out the details. I think that will be very important because then you'll be able to look at it what's the best for Ireland as opposed to having one rule applying all across the European Union, which could be a disaster. Well, as I said in the intro, the negotiators with the Common Agricultural Policy unable to strike a deal but you're quite confident, Sean, next time around in about four weeks' time that we can have a Common Agricultural Policy agreed on number one and secondly that it's a case of each individual government then doing their piece to ensure a good future for the farming and agri-sector. Sean Kelly, MEP, once again Sean as always, thanks for taking our call. I'm sure we'll hear from you over the next few weeks. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. 
And before I go on the racing front, we had a great week again for local Waterford Connections Cross Channel at Brighton. Great to see Dungarvan jock Trevor Whelan having his first winner since his return to the UK, while Kappa jock Tom Queeley made it a double for Waterford Connections at Brighton, and Tom went on to follow up with a fine win at Kempton Park at Limerick. We had wins for Tom's brother, trainer jockey Declan Queeley of Kappa, of course, and a fine double for Henry de Bromhead. While at Punchestown, we had great win for Dungarvan owner, trainer combination of Miriam and John Queeley, as well as knocking trainer Henry de Bromhead. While at Wexford, we had wins for Kappa trainer and jockey Declan Queeley back in the winner's enclosure again and also a win for Henry de Bromit while Tallow trainer Sean Ahern rounded off a great day for the day she at Wexford with a nice win as well. While at her final point to point of the season last weekend we'd wins for Butlerstown trainer and jockey Paul Power as well as Warford owner trainer John Halley and Strabley jock David Kiley. Well that's my lot for this week's problem so for myself Kieran O'Connor it's goodbye for now. Once again my thanks to Sean and Ollie for all their help in putting this week's programme together so stay safe, keep up the protocol and hopefully I'll have your company again same time next week. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With glanbeaconnect.com. Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.